Welcome to the show. Welcome to your Thought Life podcast. I am your host, Michael Anderson. On this podcast, we help people overcome mindset challenges to fast track personal and professional success. If you haven't already, please take a few moments and follow and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes that are released on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. If you're on a platform that supports it, thank you so much for taking a few moments to leave us a rating and a review. It'll really help us to expand the channel and to reach other people seeking this style of content. And your support of the podcast is always appreciated. Today, we're going to talk about eliminating the feeling of overwhelm. I've been working with quite a few people in the past couple of weeks well, closer to a month to be actual. What I'm finding is the jobs that they find themselves in day to day are creating a tremendous amount of overwhelm. The demands that are being placed on them, the timelines that they are being asked to meet, the personnel shortages that are evident in most organizations being told in so many words to do more with less, then let's not forget about the demands that they may have inside of their own homes, the need for them to fulfill their partner, to participate in other activities. If they have children, certainly they have agendas and things that they would like to participate in as well. If you take all of these things and sort of compress them together, it creates a very large vacuum, leaving the individual feeling like there's just too much demand on them to do all of the things that they're being required to do. Once you enter into this feeling of overwhelm, it really starts to mushroom out of control quickly, creates a set of circumstances that are unfavorable. We want to unpack this today. This is one of the most common issues that individuals are faced with, where this demand again for time, attention, and energy is constantly increasing. And I mentioned it could be work, it could be family, it could be commitment, sometimes it's challenges. They all end up leaving the individual feeling the exact same way, which is stressed full of anxiety. Hopefully they don't get to this point, but unable to cope. But I have good news for you. I have very good news for you. It is possible to overcome these debilitating feelings and to regain a sense of control over our lives. We're just simply today going to talk about the implementation of some practices and some strategies developing a more proactive mindset so that we can effectively manage this feeling of overwhelm and create for us a greater sense of calm and balance. Our MO, or at least one of our principal MOs on this channel, is to allow science to speak to us. Though we do from time to time utilize some opinions as a part of the overall narrative, I do want you to understand what science has to say about this. And at the core of overwhelm is this feeling that we're being inundated by too many tasks, responsibilities, and stimuli. And it leads to this overall sense of 
not being able to cope, having too much on our plate and being just pulled in far too many directions. When we start to feel these feelings that we're being stretched way too thin, that is our opportunity to sort of slap ourselves on the wrist and say to ourselves, self, why are we feeling like this? Why are these feelings so pronounced? And what can we do to right-size the demands that we don't feel this feeling of overwhelm? And the first thing right out of the gates that I like to do as I'm having this same conversation is I want to think about what are my priorities? What are my priorities and what is it that I can delegate? I want to break down tasks into smaller, more manageable components that I can begin to deliver on without taking on too much that I don't have any recuperation time for myself. And in the same way, still having a reserve left to deal with the things that come up unexpectedly. It's important, you know, for many of us to move with a sense of urgency, with a sense of importance. I get that. But everything we do does not have to follow that prescription. There are things that we can literally slow down on to give us a little bit more freedom to participate in those things that yield the greatest rewards or the greatest gain for the day. When you find yourself in a situation where you have all of these things that need to be done, what I then like to say as my part two to this is, what can I delegate? Am I the right person even to be doing this? You might say, well, Mike, we understand that, you know, you're a leader and you have, you know, 200 people that you can call on. Well, let's back out of that and let's just back into normal life apart from work. In my own business, in my endeavors for the home, there's still opportunity for me to outsource some things, for me to separate out those things that I enjoy, do those, and the things that I don't enjoy, outsource. Then the question comes from the really astute listener, well, what if I don't have the resources to outsource those? Then we go right back to prioritization. We look at what can we do right now with the time allocations that we have in front of us, and if you haven't established those, do that. What can we get done with time allocations we have right now? What can wait? Then as you complete those items that were high priority and you find yourself in a situation where you have extra time, then you can begin to pick those up one by one and knock those out. We're making bandwidth for ourselves. We're getting to a point where The most critical things are the top priority. Those things that yield the most bang for the buck are first. Then right after that, we're going to set some real good boundaries. For a very long time, I was a yes person. I had such a horrible upbringing. I just got to a point where I just wanted to be pleasant. I wanted to be easygoing. I wanted to be happy-go-lucky. And with that type of mindset, you know, people were like, oh, I'll just ask Mike to do it. He's always so helpful. My plate would be running over 
but because I wanted to be a people pleaser, when I really back into at the root cause what was really going on, I took on more than I could handle because I didn't want to say no. Some of you are going to have to learn how to say no, and that is effectively one of your boundaries. Then you're going to take a look at your time, your energy, and all the commitments that you have. You're going to go through this exact same process. Which of these things are best suited for me to do? Which of these things are best suited for others to do? Of these, which ones can I do right now? If I have to do them all, then which ones are going to have to come later? In every one of those situations, other people can be a part of the equation. Other entities can be a part of the equation. Family members, your church organization, perhaps you're in some sort of club. Maybe you have a group of people that you meet with as a mastermind. Maybe you have hobbies that you share with your good friends or neighbors. You're expected to do this, that, and the other. And you've just done it because you wanted to be a good sport about it. Well, now you kind of got to rethink that and go, I don't know if I can be a good sport every time. I think there's a way to say that so you don't hurt anyone's feelings. You just simply share with them that, you know what, I'm working on mental health. I'm creating a space where I have actual time for myself. And as a result of that, I'm having to really think hard about what my priorities are. And I'm establishing priorities and I'm setting boundaries. And certainly I don't want to upset anyone or you, but there's some things that I just can't do now that I used to be able to do. Let me tell you something. If they're your friend, truly, they will understand and applaud what you're doing. If they give you a whole bunch of lip service and start making you feel like this is totally jacked up, you've always done it, you're letting us down, maybe you reconsider that friendship and start to pull back a little bit. I'm prying now. I understand that. But perhaps you at least have that in the back of your mind as a consideration. Finally. With respect to boundaries, you know, setting limits on how much that you can take on is very important. We don't want you to experience burnout. As I opened up this particular segment, we talked about that and all the people I'm seeing, and they're right on the cusp of burnout because of this feeling of overwhelm. They're oversubscribed. They're doing too much. Number three is your mindfulness. And it's practicing mindfulness. You incorporate mindfulness practices as a part of a healthy daily routine. You're going to get up in the morning. You're going to establish what the tempo is for your day through your morning routine. You're going to journal, write out how you want your day to go. Over time, you'll be able to anticipate that some things are just going to pop up. And if something pops up, this is how you're going to tackle it unemotionally. You're going to be thinking about as you're meditating, breathing in, and you're feeling your heart beat. You're listening for the rise and fall of your chest in that disciplinary action. You're going to gain an appreciation for how you're actually feeling. 
And when you do this over a period of time, what naturally happens is even when you come out of meditation, you have that same discipline of mind. With that discipline of mind, you're able to catch yourself just before you flare up, just before you make the commitment and go, hey, I'm working on setting boundaries right now. Hey, am I prioritizing this? Hey, do I need to say no to this? You're thinking about these things near real time, milliseconds. And this becomes one of the tools that's central in your arsenal to keep your stress levels down, to increase your ability to stay focused on the tasks at hand, how you visualize them for that day. And to be able to say no and to see the signs that your brain, that your emotions, that your body is sharing with you why you shouldn't take on this specific task. And we're going to round it out with some good old fashioned time management. We have all of these things that are sort of swirling around in our head. We got to do this. We got to do that. Again, we don't want the mind to contain all of these ideas. It takes just a few moments with a pen and a journal for you to get all of those things out of your head and into the journal. And once they're in the journal, you can do some really nifty things with them, like prioritize them, like write out a pros and cons section for each one. Determine perhaps which ones are good fits for you, which ones are good outsource. Again, if you don't have the finances and the resources to do that, which ones yield the greatest amount of success for me right now and which ones can wait? It's a beautiful thing when you're able to free your mind, but you got to wrap a time window around it. You should have dedicated cycles, dedicated time periods to do these tasks. If you've been around the podcast for any amount of time, you've heard me talk about the Pomodoro technique. Some refer to it as time blocking. This is how you structure your day. You want to be effective. You want to increase your productivity. You have dedicated work cycles. You're turning off phones. You're turning off any kind of notifications. You're dedicated for this 20-minute window, then you take a 5-10 minute break and then you're dedicated. However you want to do it, that best suits your day, your workflows, that's totally fine. This is a very flexible strategy that you can mold and shape the way it works best for you. But it's important to note, and I want to drive this home one more time, that you have to set specific time limits. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and you're committed to those without any distractions. And if you have, you know, a spouse, a significant other that you are working from the same home in and you guys, you know, typically chit chat during the day, just kind of bounce into each other's workspace. Do like I do. Put up a sticky note and on that sticky note, put a P on it. And let them know, okay, he's in his Pomodoro stuff. Leave him alone and talk it out before so it doesn't come as a surprise. And what you're going to find is it's going to be an incredible tool to really help you to move your game to the next level. 
I wanted to share these with you just so you had a framework of sort to work through these because constant overwhelm can present all sorts of mental scenarios that don't favor us. And brain processes take a lot of resources from us. When you eat a meal, about 25% of that meal goes to just the operation of your brain. You got to use the resources that you have available to you in the day in the best way possible. Certainly, you can't do that if you have a feeling of overwhelm. These items here, hopefully, to help you eliminate the feeling of overwhelm, should be wonderful additions to your tool chest that you can go forth and do the things that you would desire to do without all of the extra pressure, the anxiety, and the stressors. With just a little bit of patience and persistence, you can overcome overwhelm and thrive in both personal and professional endeavors. That's going to conclude this episode. And thank you so much for your time and for your attention. You can reach me on IG at Your Thought Life, Y-O-R Thought Life, no spaces. I want to remind you that you are enough. You can do it. And you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals. Until next time, take care. Be safe.